Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. From DC Radio, this is Wit and Reason, and I'm Dr. Alexis. Man, traffic is almost constant now. Parking is impossible. Factoring in commute time, waiting room time, and then traveling back. Squeezing in time to see your mental health therapist or health coach can take like two or more hours from your day. Ain't nobody got time for that. So today we're exploring telehealth. Getting connected to mental health services through your smartphone, tablet, or computer. My partner and life and mental health accessibility, licensed clinical social worker Alex Honigman is here in the studio with me. Hi there. Hey. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us in this important conversation. All right. So now one of our shared values turned life mission is quality mental health accessibility. Yeah, I want everyone to get what they need. Yeah. Yeah. Same. And I mean, like, it kind of it touches up on a few of our shared values, like equality, human dignity, health. Just general, general like, education for the masses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, education, too, which is why I do a lot of media outreach. Yeah. Um, and so with that said, it's a big issue because there's actually a lot of problems and limitations related to mental health treatment access. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge subject to unpack. I mean, and nobody's cracked it yet. Yeah, I mean, like, I know that I've struggled personally trying to get to meetings on time, whether I was living back in LA trying to drive through rush hour traffic or midday traffic to get somewhere. Now living here in DC, if I'm driving, I'm not finding parking. Uh, if I'm taking Metro, then let's hope it's working. You know, and it. what's unfortunate about just even getting to a therapy session is that 
it adds on extra stress and strain to my day. Yeah, it's the last thing. You don't want to come into therapy feeling stressed. Right, exactly, and flustered. And I guess it could be like a teachable moment, you know, like how do you cope with uh, everyday stressors? But I really don't. I really don't want it to be an extra problem, you know, or issue to have in my life because then well, and then you add in like, yeah, well, yeah, of course, but then you add in the idea that this therapist is probably seeing somebody before or after you as well. Mm-hmm. And so what ends up happening is, you know, you feel that you've impacted the session or anything else. You yeah. like you're you're kind of projecting that on them and they're also then wondering about their next client and making yeah. sure that they are also going to be seen and be able to go through that it's with like them a with enough time. Effect. Yeah. Yeah. So then they feel horribly guilty and then they can't concentrate. And they're talking about why they're late. Oh, man, it's rough. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a tough position. So one of the main problems and limitations to accessing mental health treatment is just getting there yeah. physically. <laughs> um, another thing is like, and, and that's like kind of a privileged issue to have because True. another big problem is even having a mental health clinician or clinic within a reasonable proximity to where you're located. Yes, being able to access those locations, being able to access that care. Yeah. It's already a privilege, yeah. I mean, we're thinking about like rural areas that don't have access to a psychologist, a social worker, coaches, like anything. And or they have limited access where maybe there's one clinician in your city or yeah. town. And what if they don't kind of treat what you need or or have experience with it? Yeah. Or you guys just don't jive, you know? Yeah. or Because not all therapists are created equal and not all people match with those therapists. We don't get along with absolutely everybody ever. Right. Yeah. So having proximity to quality care, especially for specialized populations or issues that you're trying to work through, you might be someone who... um, is within the like LGBTQ or queer community and you don't have someone that you feel comfortable talking to in your in your uh, healthcare community in your small town. Mm-hmm. You know, then what do you do? Because maybe in that small town your therapist is goes to the same church as like your parents and you're not out yet, you know? So there's a lot of things associated with being able to access clinicians. Yeah. Um and then in addition to that, some of the other problems and limitations people have um, are if they're a person with a disability or an illness. Yeah, very true. So if you're someone who who's experiencing, who has a disability, getting to and from places can be very difficult. Yeah, I mean. Impossible. Yeah, no, and definitely, definitely, especially here in D.C., we have Metro Access. They do the best they can. They do a great job. Mm-hmm. They really try. Uh, they they help out everybody that, who's in need like that. But it also takes a while to get to point A to point B to unload to different places. Some places are not even handicap accessible in the yep. same way or take a while yep. to get to. I mean, so it, it's really a troubling thing. Yeah. Or if, if you have an illness, like if you have a, a flu, you know, and you don't want to go into um, a mental health treatment care facility and pass on your germs, but you do still need your regular therapy session. Yeah. You know, so that's also an issue with going in person. Um, On my way over here, I was I shared an elevator with um, a mom with a brand new baby and the brand new baby was in the stroller and the mom had all of this stuff that the baby needed. And I was just thinking to myself, like, man, that's got to be really tough for new parents with kids you know, having to find daycare and commute over to their therapy sessions, like that's there's, tough a, too. there's a huge push by like OBGYNs to to actually have 
uh, their patients to be able to outreach mental health professionals in an easier way. Yeah. And and that's one of the things, you know, if you're on bed rest before you have a child and you're right. having postpartum or peripartum depression, anything like that, mm-hmm. uh, you're having other types of issues there, you're, you're fearful and scared yeah. or post in recovery um, or when you have a newborn. Right. I mean, they're really pushing for, for that access as well for their, their patients. That's right. And at the same time, there's also this issue of mental health clinics being overwhelmed with patients and experiencing long wait lists. It, it's a tidal wave. There's not yeah. enough professionals for how many people are trying to access care, which is kind of a great shift yeah. to have. I mean, more people are seeking care than ever did before. Yes. So people are talking about mental health. Yay. That's amazing. We're doing a good yes. job. We should all <laughs> go seek those things. Yeah. But we should also, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to match that level of need. Yes. And so we have a couple of solutions in mind, right? Um, number one, solution number one. And I don't know if like we just created these or we just do the research and uh, know what the solutions are. I'm not are. taking credit for trying to crack the problem. Nope. <laughs> yeah. No. Nope. Well, we've done our research and we have also experienced what some great solutions some, would be. We've got some general ideas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we got a couple ideas. And one of them is differentiating services. Definitely. So not everyone needs the exact same type of treatment. Yeah, oh, definitely. They, they don't need the same level of treatment. They don't need the uh, the different types of treatment modalities. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they don't even need, like, the same type amount of contact with others. That's right. Yeah. And I know in a lot of, like, healthcare settings, they're coming to a point where they're just saying, okay, we can only serve people who meet medical necessity. True. With a mental health disorder, meaning it's impairing their ability to function in their day-to-day life. Um and or this person is experiencing severe mental illness and needs intensive care. Those would be the people that definitely need to go in person and meet face-to-face with a licensed professional. Yeah, licensed professional. Now, not everyone's in that space. No. Not everyone is experiencing severe mental illness or even meets medical necessity for treatment. True, For psychotherapy. So then there's... Kind of like this other group of people. I think maybe even a bigger mass of people. I think this is the bigger. I think this is the biggest group of people. Yeah. Something with you know in 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 the mental health field we call subacute, right? Okay. So people who are not quite full blown mm-hmm. symptoms, not quite diagnosable, but they're kind of like they have things that are not okay in their lives. They right. want to make some changes, develop some bad habits, or have some various. Uh, thoughts that are really harmful or hurtful Mm -hmm. or want to build better relationships. So they've developed some bad habits that they need to like correct. Yeah. So people who are experiencing like a phase of life challenge, um, that could be like your empty nesters, you know, or you're going off to college and it's like new and stressful and Or welcome to D.C. You're a transplant from somewhere else and this is a very different city. Yes. You moved across the country or changed states or got married and it's bought a new house in the suburbs. I mean, like whatever it is, phase of life, you know? Um, Also, if you're struggling to like change a behavior or to adopt healthier behaviors in your life or um, mastering Mm -hmm. specific skills. So maybe you have gone through psychotherapy with a licensed clinician and you realize like, oh man, my social skills. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I need to I need to work on those. Yeah. <laughs> um and 
you can work with a psychotherapist to do that, but you know, you could also work with a health and wellness coach to do something like that. Yeah. Wellness coaches, yeah. Uh, all sorts of different levels of uh, life coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's a lot of different people out there doing some type of like linkage to care in that way where it's not, I have direct symptoms, but I have this goal in mind. Right. And so when we're talking about coaching as a solution, um, that's going to be really just more solution focused. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like in the here and now, what's going on? What do you need to improve versus psychotherapy is going to have to do some much more deep digging. Yeah. I mean, if you're like, I have a problem I want to solve. Mm-hmm. Coaching's great. Yeah. Coaching's wonderful. I love doing coaching yeah. as a therapist. Yeah, I still too. love doing coaching <laughs> because it's people who are really motivated. If you're that person, mm-hmm. if you're like, I'm anxious and I want to work on my anxiety and I want to do these things daily to really get rid of that or work on that or, or, or deplete it entirely, mm-hmm. you, you're, you need coaching and I'm your man. That'd be fantastic. That, I mean, yep. Yeah. So they, they're the ones who are going to do the things that you tell them to do. Yeah. You kind of work. You got them. that motivation there. Yeah. You know, and it's more, I mean, and it, that functioning where you can do it. Th- therapy doesn't do advice. You know, mm-hmm. I, I typically say therapy is an advice. Coaching gives you different skill sets to look at and then they advise you to go do them. Right. Um, therapists kind of allow you to come to those conclusions or they give you various skills to look at mm-hmm. and then kind of develop on your own. And there's a reason for that because they're working on a different part of the brain. And psychotherapy. They're building up that skill set of having, allowing you to problem solve for yourself. Um, And then by the time you get to coaching, um, typically you would already kind of have like ideas in mind of what you want to do. You just need that kind of like guidance. So offering different levels of care could help release that strain on the mental health um, industry and and providers. And and there's a lot of mystery about like what therapy is. And I think we've talked about that before mm-hmm. about, you know, what people think therapy should look like. And we talked a lot about like what to look for in a therapist and on all those different pieces. Right. But again, there's that whole nother level of category where it's not necessarily, you don't need an extensive, intensive therapy. Mm-hmm. And some of the, some therapies are a little more, I don't want to say, uh, they're long term. They're mm-hmm. much more delving, you delve into your life a little differently. It's a much more thorough of a process, mm-hmm. but it's also less, it's uh, less uh, crisis mode. Right. You know, you're not trying to solve something that's really disturbing you daily. Maybe you just want to dig into your past. Mm-hmm. And if you want to do that, that's great. Find somebody who wants to, who does that type of work mm-hmm. and you really want to dig into your history and, the, you know, the Freudian whys yeah, of all of like your you're, life. You're talking a little bit more about like psychoanalytic or yeah. psychodynamic. And it's great work to do. Yeah. But at the same time, like if you're looking to, you know, solve, I'm depressed and want to work on something, mm-hmm. that you, you have something in which you want to goal that you want to work on. Right. You know, you can go into therapy and do some work on therapy, or you can go into coaching if it's a little bit lighter and Mm -hmm. kind of get some skills to work on. So there's a lot of different levels. Yes. There's layers. And I think, so now that we've, now that we've done a really good job of advocating for mental health, (laughs) now let's talk about how like we could solve the issue of wait lists by just kind of divvying up. Divide and conquer. Yeah. Divide and conquer all of of all the different needs that people have because they are diverse. Yeah. Now our second solution talked about a little bit earlier, telehealth and online. Telehealth. Yeah. Right. So in, in the very beginning of the show, I was like, man, getting to places is really tough. Guess what the solution to that is? Going to see people virtually. That's right. And so there's a lot of different names for this. We're going to start off with the like kind of umbrella term of telehealth. 
telehealth. Yep. Now, telehealth is defined as the provision of healthcare services using technological modalities in lieu of or in addition, in addition to traditional face-to-face methods. Yep. <laughs> and so um, breaking that down, we're focusing, because you can even do this like with your medical providers. Yeah, yeah. Too. medical providers are doing this all the time now. Yeah, I was like chatting with a nurse when, you know, like I had a cough or something like yeah. that. Um, so focusing on mental health, there's different names for it. There's teletherapy, telemental health, and online therapy are some of the popular names that I'm seeing. And that's pretty much just doing like your mental health services, but through like a um, video online camera. Yeah, through through whatever. I mean, through your smartphone. Yeah, through, through, through your portals, smartphone. Through computers, smartphones. So some people include like phone um, phone calls in that tele piece um, or video teleconferencing um, or even like communications or emails is considered under this like telehealth approach um, or teletherapy approach. But what we'll be focusing on is video teleconferencing, so online video, because that is what has been well researched to still be very supportive. Yes. Texting your therapist on the phone, on the phone conversations, emails, (laughs) not proven to be effective yet. Or, and I don't or, expect it to be in the future. Say, as honest. effective because, yeah. you know, maybe there's something in there about connecting with your therapist via a message going back and forth or whatever else. In between sessions. In between sessions. But not to, not in lieu of. Not in lieu of. No. So we're talking about, you know, those are in addition to whatever you're doing. Yeah. So we're yeah. going to, we're going to stay on what's evidence-based practice. Oh, definitely. Now. And so online video where proof. you can still see each other yeah. through, <laughs> through a screen is still effective. Yeah. Um, all right. So how does telehealth services work like logistically? Well, t- typically you set up the session, you, usually virtually, right? You mm-hmm. go into somebody's calendar, do those different things. You know, therapists like have these, online calendar. Yeah, you do online bookings. And then what ends up happening is you get an invitation to the session. Mm-hmm. They click so on that like link. Yep. Yeah. Click on that when it's time. Sometimes it's through an app. Sometimes it goes through different types of portals. It does all sorts of different ways in which to kind of do that. They'll give you the instructions when you do book. Mm-hmm. And then you're presented with a nice little, what looks like almost FaceTime or any of those other kind of applications that are you video talking, you yeah. know, Skype. Um, any so of those? You're, you're, you're giving those um, brand names as examples. Yes. Let's, let's be clear about that. When we're talking about telehealth services, especially in regards to your healthcare, FaceTime and in some, in some cases Skype are not appropriate platforms to securely protect that video call. Yeah. So if you have a therapist out there who's FaceTiming with you, it's not secured. Um, yeah, you, so talk to them about that. That's want, not HIPAA compliant. You want to, <laughs> yeah, you want an online platform meant for professionals. Yeah. So whatever your. Um, and some of them offer that. Yeah. Some of them do offer that and they may have that, but it's something which if they're just casually calling you on their cell phone, that may not be right. That's not going to be as lockdown secure and yeah. and someone could hack in there and watch your session or something. Yeah. And you don't want that. So, but there are ways today, yay, that telehealth sessions and video um, online sessions are locked down secure yep. for you. And so you want to make sure that your telehealth services are HIPAA compliant. Is yeah. what we call it. Do you know what HIPAA stands for? Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. Ooh, pop quiz. That's why I bring you on the show. 
hey, you know, healthcare. <laughs> okay, so um, so then you go on there, and it, it's going to look like you have that little box that's that's your little box, and it looks like you. So you can see what you look like, and then you have like the bigger box and your um, computer screen or phone screen. Um, that's your therapist. Yep. And it's live and it's interactive. You get to talk to them. You get to see them. They get to see you, vice versa. Yeah. And then at the end of your session, you just hit end and it shuts down. And yep. things um, should not be recorded unless for some. Unless they tell you, and there's a certain reason for recording. Some yeah. sessions do get recorded for various reasons. Like they always tell you. Yeah, but yeah, they'd have to tell you. Supervision, things like that. I'm sure there's oh, yeah, some yes. reasons in which somebody would do that. But at the same time, most sessions are not going to be recorded. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then after that, you could get like a link to set up your next appointment. Yeah. And then billing could also be done online too, really easily. Yep. People are charging through that. Uh, some people take insurance. Some people do not. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that there are a lot of caveats to taking things like insurance. So just so you know that that's clear, like there are certain places, Maryland, for example, you can't do telephone appointments only. Right. You know, there's there's other places like that where there there are limitations. But, you know, finding somebody that's great, Mm -hmm. move forward with whatever you can do within that. And if they could take your insurance, wonderful. If not, you know, look for somebody who maybe can. And otherwise, there's a ton of therapists out there who do sliding scale or anything else you Mm -hmm. need. That's right. Um, And some other things to keep in mind when you're going to do a a teletherapy session or um, online coaching session is that even though it's online, you want to make sure that you're taking it seriously still. Yeah. I mentioned the, the, you know, the mom with the new baby. I'm not saying that like the kids should be in the room running around while she's trying to do her therapy session, you know, but it would be helpful. Like if, if the baby's napping, then she could do the therapy session in privacy. Yeah. Um, So you still need to cut out that space for yourself. People who try to do this while you're dry, while they're driving. Yeah, no. (laughs) And first of all, like, we know, when you're driving and trying to angle a, a, you know, a screen, a video screen at yourself. (laughs) Well, typically they're putting it down below, like in the little uh, tray. Uh, So like nostrils. Yeah. All you get is nostril nostril shots while they drive. (laughs) But on top of that, you know, it's also, you're not in the right headspace to be doing that. This is your commitment. This is something you need, uh, believe you want to do and, and engaging in. Yeah. And so come into that space ready for it. You know, be fully dressed. Be everything yeah. ready. Wear, wear pants. Be, or be in a place some that kind of bottoms. will give you some space <laughs> that you need. Um, I mean, even if you're working in your office or finding a private space to do that, mm-hmm. try and find that private space. Yeah. Try and keep that for yourself. And if it's not the right place, your therapist and you can talk about that and schedule something even better for you. Maybe it's first thing in the morning mm-hmm. and before you get to work or anything that'll work for you. Yeah. So still take it seriously, even though you may be conducting online services in your own home yeah. or work. Or, it may feel more know. casual. It is not a casual time. Yeah. It's yeah. still, it's, it's still serious work here. Yeah. Right. Okay. So here are some things to consider for yourself. If you're thinking about like, hmm, maybe, you know, telehealth is the right option for me. Um, so here's some questions to ask yourself. Will it work for me? That's a good question. Yeah, to that ask. is a good question. <laughs> there, you know, yeah. Should be that answer in therapy as well. Yeah, yeah. any types of therapy. Are you even ready for therapy yeah. or coaching? Who knows? Um, will I feel connected to my psychologist or to my social worker or to my coach um, or therapist? And that's a good question to ask. Research is showing that you could still feel connected through the through video, yeah. um, online video conferencing. But I mean, it's you know, it's a question for you to ask yourself. Can I still feel connected to them even though I'm not with them in person? Yeah. You know. Um, Here's a big one. Will using telehealth make me feel more isolated? 
That's a really good question. Mm -hmm. And I mean, part of what you should be talking about in therapy is if you're feeling isolated already, that's a topic to bring up and then talking about how to resolve some of that feeling. Yeah. Make sure you're not just like enabling those stay at home, avoid society (laughs) kind of uh, maladaptive behaviors. Although it's also a good space for people to work on to do exposure work. Mm -hmm. And so say if you're stuck at home because you have some type of crippling obsessive compulsive disorder, mm-hmm. it ends up being a pretty helpful space to be in because a therapist can see what's going on. Yeah, that's true. I always liked doing home visits, but now yeah. you can have a, a virtual way of doing home visits. Exactly. Okay. And then, of course, you know, do I feel comfortable using technology to receive these services? We talked about um, making sure that it's HIPAA compliant and secure. Uh, so we'll offer some resources for you uh, on our website on wittenreason.com to take a look at that to make sure that you could feel more comfortable. Yeah. Um, do you have the technology and the access to the technology to do telehealth services? So yeah, obviously you, you do have to have something that does yeah. video. Right. And so you would need like a laptop or a computer that have the cameras on it or most smartphones have the cameras on it now. Yeah. Um, so but if you don't. Then there's some, I know like the VA, they offer for their people, you go to a clinic and you talk to a computer that connects you. The the VA is doing amazing work in this space. Yeah. They're doing amazing stuff in this space because, you know, if you're a veteran going through rehab or anything else like that, especially if like you have to be going into the hospital or in various types of treatment, Mm -hmm. doing amazing work with this. VA, I've got nothing but love for what they're trying to accomplish there by adding those video visits in and video therapy, especially for our service members who are going back to like their hometowns. Yeah. And nobody gets what they're going through. And so they get a VA psychologist, they get a VA therapist, and somebody who really gets them and what they need, and they get that wherever they're at, which is beautiful. Yep, I'm so proud of what we're doing for our service members that way. And I I wish we could do more and more and more, of course. Mm -hmm. It's never enough, but at least we're trying, and and that's a beautiful attempt uh, to try and solve that problem. I agree. Now, there's a whole list of questions about what you should ask your therapist or coach that we'll leave available online on witandreason.com. But I do want to make sure that we get into, okay, what are some like actions that people could take now? Um, And so what I would like to encourage our listeners to do is just go ahead and start doing some exploring in telehealth. Look. You know, do, do some research on um, on witandreason.com. We have explanations of what telehealth is. It is a service that we provide. So we explain like, okay, what is teletherapy? What is coaching um, through online videos? What would that look like? And we even have like videos on yeah. like exactly what that would look like. So you could get a little bit more familiar with telehealth. Yeah. Um, other places that you could check out as well that are really popular, you see a lot of commercials for them, are Talkspace and BetterHelp. Yeah, and both of them are a huge platform right now to take a look at that. Really accessible for people. Great pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of, it's through it, they use their own app yeah. and they hire therapists from all over. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they should have someone who can be linked to you. Yeah, that's right. And there's um, a really good like blog post from ZenCare, which I'll have on our website as well. And it breaks down BetterHelp versus Talkspace both their pricing structure and, like, the services they offer. Yeah, because they, they are a little different. Because mm-hmm, you want to make sure that, the, especially if you're doing teletherapy, that you do get as much live um, video sessions, not just texting. 
Yes. So look into that. So there might be a price difference, but you might just be getting texting services and messaging versus actual full 50-minute sessions. Yeah, and and part of this is also to do that research beforehand yeah. because when you're doing that research, you don't want to like start and tell your story to somebody and then realize yeah. this isn't the service you want and then feel like you have to start all over again. Take your time. You don't have to rush. Mm-hmm. Find the space and place that you need and the type of services that you need to make sure that they accommodate what you really are looking for. Absolutely. So it is taking that time. Which brings me to my second recommendation, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is book a comp- complimentary consultation. Yeah, yeah. So a lot that. of places at, at Wit and Reason, we offer like 15 to 30 minutes free consult sure. with the person who you would be meeting with. Um, and I know a lot of other private practices do that as well. Definitely. Um, I'm not sure about better help and talk space if they have like a trial they do have period. a lot of like going back and forth like mm-hmm. you can talk to a lot of people about what you want out of it and yeah. so that you can feel you know feel that out with them yeah so use use those because they're there for a reason it is to make sure that you do have that kind of connection that this is the right service for you well and therapists do the same thing yeah. you know we want to make sure it's a good fit mm-hmm. um because it, it is a very personal relationship and say i don't have that those words that match up for you maybe yeah. we're not the same type of person mm-hmm. that's okay i'm not offended i'm not hurt if you want to go seek services someone else with someone else that has that lexicon or uses those words you want or need to hear to right. match right for you mm-hmm. that's right um, the other thing would be there's a lot of self-guided resources out there. Tons. I'm not going to say that this is a replacement for treatment, no. um, but maybe just to prepare yourself. Uh, we, of course, have our wit and reason DC radio shows that have been turned into podcast forms. So that way everyone can have access to all of the amazing topics we talk about. There's some good ones. There's some really good there's ones. Some really good ones. Um, there's also a lot of online videos that we have, um, interactive webinars, articles. Um, and in addition to Wit and Reason, which I, of course, trust, um, other trusted sites that you should look into are the CDC, Center of Disease Control. They have a lot of really accessible um, literature on different uh, health topics. Mm-hmm. Um, Mayo Clinic, uh, APA.org, that's the American Psychological Association. And then you brought up Alex. Well, I was talking about how a lot of psychology or a lot of therapy ends up being a bit about education, right? Yeah. So uh, you have to know these things and our job as therapists is to educate a little bit so you have some of those tools to use. And I particularly love TED Talks. Me too. And they have some amazing, they, they have their app, they have some other things. But, you know, if I'm thinking about, you know, TED Talk or if I, I want education on something, mm-hmm. I can type in happiness into a TED Talk. And here's somebody to talk about happiness and what that looks like. All right. Well, thank you so much, Alex. Oh, it's my pleasure. So make sure to visit witandreason.com to get links to the resources we shared on today's show, free health webinars, fun videos, and details about all of our upcoming events. Did you hear something on the show today that you relate to on a personal level? Share your story. Send us your recording on witandreason.com slash speakup. And we may be able to post it on our telehealth show page to help others navigate online services. A special thank you to our awesome radio producer, Shane Lewis, our sound engineer, Jessica Sturgis, and our general manager, Max Myrick, and of course, the whole DC radio team, and Alex, our wonderful guest today. Thank you so much for bringing in your expertise. And of course, thank you so much for listening. We are doing this for you. So make sure to subscribe, review, 
Leave comments about our show wherever you get your podcasts. It really does make a difference in allowing us to make mental health accessible to the world. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Wit and Reason. You can find me at Dr. Alexis Moreno and at DC Radio for some behind-the-scenes shots. I'm Dr. Alexis Moreno. Let's keep the conversation going. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.